Let's push through. I'm just hoping a, a, a coffee arrives for me shortly. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh from one of your wenches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> are, they, are they wearing special space gowns? Of course they are. <laughs> and one's more booby than Bring the other. Bring forth the coffee of forgetfulness. <laughs> That's all I need in order to carry on. So I've I've got um I've got no extra material now. I've used all my Richard Alexander stuff. That's it. Well, we're making it up as we go along. So yeah. why not? So in the claws of the Tigron, is that right? In the claws of the Tigron. Yes. Good. Okay. In the claws Are the we tig- ready? <laughs> Deciding that a podcast looking into the science fiction serials that featured in cinemas in the 1930s and beyond was long overdue, Andy and Martin set about rectifying this omission, starting with the 1936 13-part serial entitled Flash Gordon, made by Universal Pictures and based upon the cartoon strip of the same name created by Alex Raymond, they have decided to create a running commentary upon every single chapter, episode by episode, until the entire story is covered. After this, they plan upon moving on to its sequels, Flash Gordon's Trip to Mars and Flash Gordon Conquers the Universe, before turning their attention to other serials made in the same era. Hello and welcome to Space Soldiers, a commentary podcast with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes. Flash Gordon, Chapter 11, In the Claws of the Tigran. Hello and welcome back to Space Soldiers, a Flash Gordon... Space Soldiers! <laughs> Don't talk over me! Space Soldiers! <laughs> I'm going to start again. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Space Soldiers, a Flash Gordon commentary podcast with me, Andy. And me, Martin. How are you doing? How am I doing? I'm doing very well. Are you gripped? I am... I'm beyond gripped because shortly we will be in the claws of the Tigron. Well, in 20 minutes we'll be in the claws of the Tigron. But so, having seen, having seen the unseen peril. Yes. I mean, do you feel that it's now a seen peril or do we feel that the seen peril is about to happen? It was the seen unseen and peril. then it was unseen. We're currently unseen. It cannot be unseen. No. <laughs> but um, That's that image of you in the shorts again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Chekhov's, Chekhov's panel and wall worked really well. We don't know where mm-hmm. Flash is. We're on the edge of our seats. We're going back into the cinema the following week. And it's... Do you think what? we're supposed to think that the execution squad have just zapped him with disintegrator rays? And that's why the scream was... Well, it's not... It kind of... Yeah, it's not unlike Peter Davison um, being invisibilized in Arc of Infinity, episode one. Is that right? Is that mm. what happened to him? It felt like that to me. You think the oh, doctor's okay. dead. <sighs> He's a bit like the Doctor, isn't he? That Flash can never die, you think, mm. really. But, well, um, of course... I don't, what? I don't know. <laughs> I, well, no, it's just, again, the interesting thing about, about these movie serials generally is that, you know, you have got this peril every week, but you know he's got to get out of it, or they've got to get out of it, because, you know, their names are on the credits or whatever. But it's just that they, they are they are survivors. So So the peril probably comes from not necessarily the peril itself but how are they going to get out of the peril as it were yeah but i think i don't know i think i'd already been affected by doctor who and characters being killed mm. in doctor who because mm. people die in doctor who um not like Just the, nobody not people reg- like not regular characters by that point 
<laughs> yes, skirting around Adric. But um, <laughs> but um, I did see other things on TV where people died. So I think I was yes. in that mindset of thinking people could die. So I think as a mm. six to seven year old, or when I first watched mm. these, I was like, yeah, I am actually quite scared that people could die. So I did think the peril was real. The struggle was real. <laughs> but... Um, Looking back now, it seems impossible that anything can happen to any of them. And what I really find funny during watching this particular serial is how by the end of it, by the end of all 13 episodes, there's about 10 people all tagging around together because they pick up people all the time. So there's just so many cast members by the end who are just going around in a big group. That that, that was the thing that actually I was thinking about a couple of days ago is that at this stage in the serial, I remember from my watching of it as a kid, I remember, I think I've mentioned in a previous episode, how I kind of latched on to the character of, uh, not Lion-O, what's his name? Fun. Fun, yes. lion <laughs> <laughs> Who seems incredibly old for a very hairy gentleman, but there we go. He has he has that sort of Gandalf thing going on. Yes. But he he's, he's kind of vanished, hasn't he? Do, uh, do we yes. get him back? Yeah, I think we get him back briefly towards the right. end, but it's okay. it's a bit weird that he's just gone. Yeah. Yes. Because, you know, he was kind of, a, I thought, in my, in my memory, he was a much bigger sort of, you know, player in the series. He was really. your favourite. Well, I just, I, it's interesting watching it back now because the, the impression that a lot of it made on me when I was, I don't know, it must have been 10-ish, I suppose, 12-ish. Yeah. But the stuff that I remember being really big sort of chunk of plot is kind of throwaway it's almost and i'm starting to think am i actually remembering stuff that was in say the book rogers serial or in the later flash gordon series and sort of it's all sort of amalgamated in my head yes you know no doubt So that's kind of an interesting way of of looking at it really a few years down the line i mean it's the rewatch is actually quite fascinating even though i haven't a clue what's happening in the plot Because I keep talking over it. On that note, <laughs> that's the that's the problem with a commentary podcast. There's no way around it. So I need subtitles. <laughs> yes, we do, and we need a proper release of Space Soldiers, as in not Space Soldiers, as in Flash Gordon, as the well, as the title. Absolutely. With are we subtitles. volunteering for the restoration team? We're going to spend our lives cutting out scratches from. No, I'm not doing that. I'm. Not doing that. <laughs> I refuse. So. Okay. In five, five, I should say, actually, a mm. little bit of a warning. I'm slightly ahead, I feel. I feel like I've been on this title stride for a while. So maybe okay. I should count down from five. <laughs> oh, God, I'm getting confused by the times. I've been doing work with Canada, and I so haven't got worked out what time they're mm. in and I'm in. Anyway, so, yes, starting Do you have many in... clocks on the wall? <laughs> Honestly, I just don't get it. That I mean, you have like time you know, New Zealand time no, on one no. clock. On my phone, no. I can go to the different places, but honestly, no, I just no. Don't you need understand. you need a proper a proper sixties businessman four clocks in a row. I do thing. need that. That would help mm. me. Mm. Right in five. You have to reset them. Especially four, this three, two, one. Press play now. Dum 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 da I also think I tell you what. It's also struck me actually listening to some of the dialogue is that is there's quite a lot of thank Tao for this and praise be to Tao have you noticed yes the god well it's because they want to keep him in the background because he's isn't he important Mm. later on because doesn't the priest sort of him doesn't he mm. go on about him more well again it's a very religious society uh mongo yes and and Tao being their god although again considering all the high-tech stuff you kind of think they would have moved beyond the sort of superstition and what have you but what do i know (laughs) 
Indeed. Maybe maybe you go through a, a, an age of, of, of sort of doubt and, and then you go back to an age of superstition. Maybe that's what happens. Oh, anyway. well, that's what's going to happen in our world, isn't it? Chapter 11, in the claws of the Tigron. That suggests there's only one of them. Carrying mm. out Ming's diabolical scheme to get rid of Flash. The high priest, concealing from Aura's real purpose, conspired for her to give Flash drops of forgetfulness. Aura then reported oh. to Ming that now, while Flash was unable to remember, was the time for her to marry him. I had more time than I thought there and rushed it a little. Did you notice? Ming ordered Flash brought before him to choose his bride, and in his dazed condition, unable to remember Dale, he went away with Aura. Fulton accused Ming of treachery and was imprisoned, but Zarkov, Dale, and Baron rescued before. Flash from Aura, and Zarkov has just restored his memory. When? Uh... It's the perfect excuse, isn't it? Oh, I, I went off with Aura because, well, I forgot all about you. Yeah. Um, it was the drops of forgetfulness, love. The drops of forgetfulness. I might That's use that. I might use that in the future. Oh, it's the drops of forgetfulness. <laughs> You can get them down at Aldi, you know. Can you? <laughs> I don't shop at no. Aldi, darling. <laughs> oh, no, you're going to get shot, my dear. Cling to your shoulder. There's cling a lot to of your shoulder, shoulder clinging, isn't there? There is. But there I suppose is. that gives you a good close-up. There's also yes. method to that. They're also of a very similar height, considering. Mm. Actually, yeah, he's not a tall guy, is he, really? Oh, so they're aiming their goons. Their goon guns. Yeah. Ah, Zarkov did a funny smile then. We Clicked didn't see switch. that last time, did we? And he flipped no. the switch. Oh, that was when they so, cheated, oh. the, cla- cheated he, the So they line there. up the guns and he's up. Ah. But we didn't yeah. have the screen last time, did we? Don't no, know. I don't think. Or unless it finished on her screen. Yeah. But, but basically he's now, gone. basically Buster, Buster gets to sit round the back on a chair. Now, is this a William Hartnell on holiday situation <laughs> where Buster Crab's having a week off? I'm not sure. I'm thinking it's more of Peter Tuddenham. <laughs> he's like, I think he's, I could just imagine him out the back with lots of women and he's just sort of like having a, a high old time. Are they doing a shadow of him? No, that's Baron's shadow, isn't it? Someone's reading in. Someone's reading in the um, reading in the lines on set to get the timing right. That's the other thing. And then Buster afterwards has got to. Oh God! They've only left me three seconds to say. Like how Dale doesn't. She just. I just don't like it. No, I don't like it. My 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 chap being invisible. Bring back his visible. I want to see. I want to see his muscles to lust over. I'm enjoying Zarkov's. Um, assurance about this situation and how well he's doing here. He's very confident. Look, that's a confident leg in yeah. short this week. I think he's been yeah. doing some weight training. And he knocked this up again in an afternoon. He did. Yeah. The secret of invisibility, which has, which has troubled humanity for centuries. Zargov knocked it up in an afternoon with an old lathe and a couple of But why is he switches. so excited? Because if he could still see them because he's invisible, he shouldn't be excited about the change. It's only them that should be excited about it, surely, logically. Well, the other thing is that Flash doesn't realise he's invisible until he's told to look at his own hand, yes. which I find a bit bizarre, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> but, Don't get I me mean, wrong. I mean, how much, I, how I'm sat here, this? I can see my legs. <laughs> and if I couldn't see my legs, I'd be going, why can't I see my legs? I think yeah. Flash would I'd be, be waving my who... arms about going, explain, 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 because <laughs> I'm a bit... I think Flash, Flash is someone who would struggle without seeing himself. I think he likes I to look at only, himself. The only thing that explains him is when he was made invisible, he was leaning forward. So his nose was ahead of the... And the rest of his body was at about 30 degrees. And so the only I way he couldn't see the rest of his body... You thought about this far too much, Martin, and I feel I worried anyway, about Anyway, he's going to do the invisible again. He enjoyed it. Oh, it's a nice cheesy now, smile then. Well, now he knows how, how the trick oh, works. Oh, it's not working. Oh, is it? Oh, it's just slow to work. Oh, it's, it's just a bit slower. <laughs> it's a slow fade back. It's yes. a roll back and mix. 
I know that it's a <laughs> I can't say that. That's rude. <laughs> now Baron's doing. Baron's still doing his slightly yeah. bewildered. I can't. Yeah, and he's, he's just been shown how it works. He's just been shown how it works. So now we get lots of tracking shots and doors. But this doing is the, the glory of. Uh, Universal Invisible Man thing. This is where they saved a bit of mm. they saved a bit of money, didn't they? There really. But the but basically Torch is making his excuses. No, he vanished. He vanished. And 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 what happens? Yeah. Flash right into the right there, yeah. right there into yeah. the there he goes. Oh, somebody is throttling the Emperor. So 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 Charles gets to do his I'm being attacked acting, whilst we get the slightly detached voiceover thing, which of course the sound is. So they're kind of torch is sort of standing back a bit to give room for Flash to do it, as if he might yeah. be there. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't Wave make sense. Wave your sword about, mate. You'll get him. But they're not even. They're sort of looking around. No. He's obviously just right in front of them. So just stick yes. the sword into him. Well, again, they're a very superstitious society, you see. So, so they probably think it's ghosts and spirits and all. I think that sword's close enough to have hit him. Mm, I think so. He's he, a heaving bosom world of glory. So Aura's now taking command, you know, being a bit sensible. Although she's a bit annoyed. Oh, but, but now we get... Oh, we've got to do the folly down. We're being fought with acting. Yep, here we go. <laughs> so now all the all the, all the the soldiers are being doing invisible... This is, invisible very, this is very cheap, isn't it? This is the, the cheapest <laughs> episode so far, I fear. <laughs> And Ming is doing that. Ooh, I've, oh, I've, ju I've just eaten the sherbet lemon. Yeah, very much like a grandparent who's eaten the sherbet lemon. <laughs> exactly that. Do you know and Aura is leaping to the rescue. Aura and the High Priest are both leaping to the rescue of of. They're suddenly very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Lemon. Oh, look! The High Priest has been taken Emperor. away because he's mad. Yes, which is about time, quite frankly. Yes, Theodore Lorch. And here's Captain Torch. That rhymed. <laughs> she does a lot of cl clenching his knee, doesn't she? She's always yeah. very well, she's much... A, she's early. a very loyal daughter, really, mm. sometimes. Except when she isn't. We worry about that, yeah. I think she's suddenly started to realise that uh, if, if Ming goes, she might not end up being Empress of Mongo. Yeah. I do think the girls in the background can move about a bit more. Yeah. Oh, look, she just put a hand on her breast, though. Well, good good, good bosom acting there. Well, I think the the... the the girls are real. The, the, they realise that they are basically meant to be extras, and if they tried to do anything a bit more interactive, they'd probably get shouted at by the directors. What's that on the plate? Yep. Is that a fish? Oh, yeah, yeah, fish on a plate. Yes, fish on oh. a string. Yeah. Again, this is <laughs> this is just so so yeah. crap. Oh, he's he's he is a. This oh. is the best acting we've seen in the entire serial. The reaction acting of the man with the with the tray. We should call him the man with the tray. If we were doing a vote... Oh, oh, look at that reaction. Oh, he's really panicky. He's really scared. And he's this comedy acting. We've now moved into Flash Farce. Oh, that and this is all to really... get Vulton out of prison. But it did get Vulton to laugh, though, mm. didn't it? So, Although it doesn't take much for Vulton to laugh. Yeah. I think that's, again, if we were doing voting on the best performance of the episode. Yeah, he's definitely Hall of Fame. He's, he's in there. Yeah. Uh, comedy guard with tray. Hey, guard. Oh, someone's just been thumped in the face and fallen over. Again, that's quite difficult to do, I would imagine. He knocked his hat off and he's run away. They're all scared of this invisible ghost. Yeah. But uh, Vulton finds it hilarious. <laughs> all right, Vulton, old boy. I'll have you out of here in one minute. <laughs> yep. Yeah, where are you? Flash. I'm on holiday. In... 
<laughs> I'm on Santa Monica <laughs> Beach. Week off. <laughs> I've gone to Bel Air. <laughs> well, you see, like I say, Universal Pictures made the Invisible Man, so this is this is all the tricks they learned doing. Yeah, that. so they've already knows what works. Actually, you think if if they've already done that, then you'd hope it would be a little better than that with that tray sequence. Well, maybe this was the tryout for the Invisible Man to work out the dates on. That. At first, I actually thought that was a fish that was um, still too alive when they were trying to serve it as food. I just noticed when those guards came through the big yeah. door, there's a big, big shadow of an urn. There's no urn itself, just a big shadow of an urn. So, do we think that was a cardboard cutout? There's a lot of good shadow work in this serial. Mm. I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Mm. Yeah, he, he doesn't want his Praetorian Guard to get involved in, in looking for the Invisible Man. I want better support. Uh, self-serving Emperor, like like dictators across everywhere. Across everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. The universe, I was going to say, but that felt a bit excessive. <laughs> the serial system, as Terry Nation might put it. The universe of time. Can he only become invisible again when he stands at that wall? Is that the deal? It, it would appear so. Yes. Although, I think Vulton is suddenly seeing the potential for having an invisible army. Yeah. And how they could defeat... I thought you were going to say having invisible something else then. Oh. Oh. These are part of my sex dungeon. You sit on them. <laughs> <laughs> my space cones. <laughs> Anyway, there's some obviously big science going on. Lots big of big science. Uh, it's, I think we're going to get a message from Earth, the planet Earth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. New York? I like how it's just not just calling Earth, it's actually calling New York. Yeah, and then the Earth. <laughs> New York, comma, planet Earth. Oh, is that, it's the tracking shot of the observatory again. Ah, there we go, they've improved. Although they're pointing in the other direction now. Yeah. Oh, more sending power. That's what the, that's what the technical term is, sending power. Sending power. Sending power. So the gentleman in the suits. Oh, the miracle of the ages. That's a good line. So they finally, they finally reminded everybody that Dale Arden's uh, with them in case presumably she's on the missing from that plane passenger list. I don't think anyone cares about where one woman is at this point when all those people <laughs> died on that plane crash. They just assume she's dead. Israel, they all jumped out on the parachutes. Probably. <laughs> yes. They may, may well be hanging from trees somewhere around Zarkov's bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> dead corpses. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> oh, hey, we're getting some theatre climbing now. This is the, oh, s the studio wall. That's good, oh, isn't gosh, it? They're quite high up. They there, are quite they? high up. You need to be to get this vantage point, don't you? He knows how it works now. You don't have to keep strange sex toy that uh, oh. that uh, Aura's got. She's plugging in her sex toy. It looks positively antediluvian, doesn't it? It looks like a, a Victorian sex toy. Oh, it's dangling. What is dangling. that? Oh, it's 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 a microscopic bug. It's a listening device, which is about it's a is about the size of someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have a theory about space technology. Tell me your theory you know, of space technology. Space technology in things generally, yes. always has to look like the, the technology of the time, because otherwise people won't believe it. Yeah. So I'm worried about those to, people. Sorry. No, I mean, if you actually, if you were using uh, as a prop, oh, I say, Flash is lifting the invisible cone of whatever it is, cone sex toy. But um, 
Yeah, no, if you were if you were sort of showing somebody an iPhone now, but in 1977 on Blake 7, you just did a device that looked like that, yeah. people would say, well, where's the batteries? I don't understand. Yeah. It couldn't work. That's not possible. I see. So it has to actually reflect. So that you have to have these wires and things for it to be a listening device. You couldn't just say, oh, it's a little, you know, like we've got now, the bugging devices that are tiny. Yeah. But if you put that in the in the... 1930s people would have gone oh that's ridiculous they would have, they would have gone, spotted it. you're watching something about outer space with spaceships and everything like that but they would have gone i don't believe that gadget i think you might be right Me sorry i've got meanwhile sorry. they've noticed the giant microphone <laughs> well yes and, and now aura knows what's going on aura knows what's afoot i don't think she should ever know what's going on it's too dangerous mm. yes and I think she's also realising that Flash is more interested in Dale as well. Yes. But that was obvious from the start, surely. Not to, to Aura. Aura. She's very self-deceptive of herself. I think she thinks she can she can bring any man to her. Oh, Father! I've been betrayed! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, caves in the catacombs. Catacombs. Is it catacombs, catacombs or catacombs? Catacomb Cave. Oh. Well, again, it's interesting how pronunciation of certain words does, does change over time. Yeah. Does change over do's time. Does change. <laughs> We're back to our ons, do's, trez again. Yes, but she's doing her, she's definitely doing her jealous love a bit now. Well, oh yes, now that's the I, thing. I she, think that Ming's arm must be full of, covered in bruises after this serial. Yeah, but she, she's concerned that, that she wants Flash, but she, she, she doesn't want him yet until he's been made visible again. She doesn't want invisible Flash. That's the interesting thing. Isn't it? She does want him, but she wants him visible. Yes. She wants a visible partner. It's possibly something to do with the wedding pictures. I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. But she's bothered. I think, you know... I mean, having... Let's just get to it. Having sex with someone who's invisible is weird. You don't want that. No one wants that, do you? It seemed to be a trope in certain kinds of science fiction for a time did it yeah i've never I seen any of that ever happen in a, in a film you watch different films to me no well it just it's i think it's it became one of those yeah strange fantasies that got itself on the screen for a while and yeah it's kind of weird i mean you know fair enough i kind of get all oh, it wasn't that exciting and interesting but it really isn't you know <laughs> and and and, um, and actually you know the thing is that you've still got to go shopping with them and, and you know, go go out for a pint. Go. And you get some looks if you turned up invisible at the supermarket I mean, picking it, up oranges. It might save you money at the cinema, <laughs> but generally speaking, you know. Yeah, but someone's going to sit on someone's going to sit on you yeah. at the cinema, aren't they? All the time. <laughs> I mean, this is it. No, is this chair free? No, it isn't. I feel that Zarkov hasn't thought it through. He hasn't thought about the operational day-to-day I mean, problems. I know I've not been invisible. in a pub for a while, but. This whole thing of it is that chair free, you know, he's gonna it would be an issue. Yeah, you get annoyed. Anyway, I'm in a big invisible fight again. Torch is being throttled. He does seem to be able to punch six people at once though, because they all seem to be invisible act at the same time. Oh, we had a mix. So the timer's run out on invisible. That's your visible. That's right, I am. <laughs> Without the device though, so basically we now know that you can be invisible for so oh, many that minutes. Was, that was but... acting from Earl Askin then. Mm. But Volton's now fighting off Torch's men. Yeah. Quite visibly. Yeah. And this is the sort of little. Oh, they're going to rescue Dale from, this, from the catacomb cave. Catacomb she looks like cave she's cave. waiting for the head oh. of the master, though, doesn't she? Oh. oh! An actual Tigron. Bloody hell. 
I wouldn't want to be the person looking after that. Wrangling that angry-looking tiger. That's an actress called <laughs> Sana Raya, who isn't credited. Right. And she only has okay. three roles ever in, in the world. But this is the well, she got it after the third one, presumably, by the tiger. <laughs> was she a professional tiger wrangler? The only film credit she has is Dancer in a film called Revolt of the yeah. Zombies. Okay. <laughs> She's also in another film called Morning Glory, and I don't, don't know what that film's about. <laughs> so Dale is being menaced, menaced by an actual tiger that's leaping for her, and we get... Menaced proper, oh by stock God, footage! God, it's actually on her! Ow, ow! Ow! That was and actually on her. Yeah, and the the interesting thing about the end of that episode is it, it's it's Dale in peril, which yeah. we don't get very often. I assumed that she was just going to be menaced by stock footage of tigers, mm. but no, she act, there was actually a, a person there who was being menaced by that tiger, and it put claws on it. Mm. Although it's obviously because it's a tigron, <laughs> it's no there's no danger at all because oh, that's a fictional creature. Because <laughs> it's a tigron. Oh, yes. of course. Now it all Although, makes sense. The difference between a tigron and a tiger, I feel, is negligible. <laughs> that may be the truest sentence I've heard all day. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether you picked up on my son, Sana Rea fact there. The person who played Priestess of the Tigron is that the other film she was in is called Morning Glory, but I don't know what that film's about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it involves invisible sex acts. We'll never know. <laughs> I think you've been very base this episode. I think I've kept everything very clean and you've taken us to the bedroom every time, Martin. <laughs> that might be projection. Well, that might be projection on my part. Well, this is what they say about people who talk about it, you know. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, that was episode 11 of Space 11. Soldiers, which was called In the Claws of the Tigron. Next mm. week, what's the episode called, Martin? Oh, let's have a look. Trapped in the turret, surely. Trapped in the turret, madam. <laughs> <laughs> Which clearly is something that happens towards the end of episode 12. Well, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll you're not out. careful with your zip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Trapped in the turret, yes. I hope you're enjoying these Saturday morning sojourns with us. And I think one thing I'm very pleased about is now people are listening. The days are getting nicer and sunnier. And just mm. the world's just opening up again because it's the summer and it's just lovely. So I like to think of people being a bit sunbaked as they're listening. So, you know, make sure you put as enough... what, half-baked? Well, just sort of like, you know, shivering in the cold in their in their homes. Mm. I like the idea that they're going out into the world now and perhaps listening in a park, say, or uh, on a deck chair. Yes. So, or even at the beach. Do tweet us if you're at the beach and we want a photo as well to prove it. Yes. So, <laughs> until next time, I have been Andy. And I've been Martin. You take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> madness. Utter madness. Join us next time for another exciting episode of Space Soldiers, a Flash Gordon commentary podcast with Andy Priestner and Martin Holmes.